You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to the latest Testudo Times Outtakes Podcast. I'm Lila Bromberg, here with my co-host Matt Levine, and today we're joined by Galen Smith, who just committed to Maryland men's basketball as a grad transfer. He's a 6'9", 240-pound forward who spent three years at Alabama and will add some much-needed depth to the Terps' front court. So, you know, first off, congrats and welcome to the program. Um, How crazy have these past couple hours been for you since you announced your commitment? Very crazy. You know, um, I've been really able to see the fan base and see how interactive the guys are and how interactive the fans are with the players. So I'm really excited about it. Before we get into talking about basketball and your decision to come to Maryland, can you just tell us a little bit about your background, you know, where you came from, stuff like that? Yeah, um, my hometown is Clinton, Mississippi. I played at Clinton High School throughout high school, my high school career. And, you know, my brother goes there. and um, Yeah, I had a really good career there. It gave me a lot of opportunities to go a lot of different places. So it really set me up for success. And kind of walk us through the process of how you decided to enter the transfer portal and, you know, start looking at other options. Well, you know, I wanted to have a bigger role and have a bigger, make a bigger impact on a really good team. And, you know, Coach Turgeon and Coach Haynes really showed me the opportunity that I could have make and the impact that I could have coming in. So, um, and also how they plan to develop me. It helped me mold my game into how they like their bigs to play also. So, so when did you start hearing from uh Maryland staff and Mark Turgeon when did they start reaching out to you I say probably about two or three days after I put my name in and you know what is that process like just being in the transfer portal hearing from you know all these coaches having I guess it's all virtual so having all these zoom calls and things like that yeah it was crazy especially the first day probably within 20 or 30 minutes I was hearing from about 20 different schools already so just trying to sort through all of them and you know see what position and what I would want going into my last year was really my thought process about the whole transfer process. And why did, you know, Maryland stick out to you and just kind of what was that process getting to know them and, um, you know, hearing about the program? Well, I kind of go back to when I decided to go to Alabama, you know, when I was on my visit, I kind of just had that feeling that this was where my fit was and that's where I'd be the most comfortable. You know, with my Zoom call with Coach Turgeon and Coach Haynes, you know, I felt really comfortable and really felt like they had a, solid plan set for me on the court as well as off the court. And you mentioned uh, being able to make an immediate impact. You know, what were the kind of things they told you on those calls that allowed you to come and, and tell you that you're going to have an impact at Maryland? Um, just let me know how they're going to develop me with my ball handling, my shooting, and how well my back-to-the-basket game would translate into the things they like to do in their offense. So um, also seeing them showing me similarities to Bruno Fernando, you know, a guy that they had two years ago, and um, him being in the league now, showing how the things they taught him translated to the NBA. So that's really what stood out. Yeah, what did you think of uh, some of the film from Bruno? He was definitely a fan favorite. Definitely. Crazy athlete, but not just that he's a crazy athlete. And also, Jalen's, you know, I was mm-hmm. really impressed with him as well, but both of those guys are like crazy athletes, but they're very skilled too, so... That's probably the thing that stood out the most to me. I think Twitter's been, there's been some funny things because we're, you know, Maryland obviously needs someone to replace Jalen Smith and just with the name similarity, like, did you even realize that at the time? 
Yeah, I did. I said it's kind of crazy how that works. That Galen Smith's coming in right after Jalen Smith leaves, so it is how that played out. And obviously, like the SEC is very um, like football focused, football first. What are you most excited about from you know, especially in a school like Alabama? What are you excited about in transitioning from the SEC to you know a league like the Big Ten? I'm just getting to feel the real basketball atmosphere. You know, the fans at Alabama are great. But, um, you know, at Maryland, it's a basketball school mostly. So, you know, feeling the atmosphere and the excitement of the fans is just, I'm really looking forward to it. And what are you most looking forward to about coming to specifically Maryland? Um, of course, you know, I'm excited about the program, but I really want to see the city, see Washington, D.C., see Baltimore. You know, I've, I've never really been up there, so I'm really excited to learn a new place and see what I can bring back here. And when you're doing kind of like the virtual recruiting and things like that, were you able to talk to any players or kind of see any of the facilities or things like that? Yeah, they showed me the facility. They showed me the city. They showed me literally everything. And that's another thing that stood out to me. After I zoomed in, there was no questions to be asked because they showed me literally everything. But, yeah, I spoke some of the players reached out there or reached out to me and, you know, expressed that, you know, he really wanted me to come. And that really stood out just because, you know, it felt like I was wanted. Kind of, and that really meant a lot to me. So you said you've never been to Maryland or Baltimore. Have you ever had, you know, like a Maryland crab? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> so that I was, heard, heard seafood is big up there, though. Yeah, I think Turgeon like usually has a a bit of a crab meal to start off the season, from what I've heard. And then you also, you know, Maryland's really big on the state flag. Have you? What is your impression of the Maryland state flag? Yeah, I was very impressed by that. He showed me how um, in the student section they let the flag down, and I had never seen that before. So I was like, that's crazy. I definitely want to see that. And yeah, this seafood part, that's kind of what they pitched to me when they found out <laughs> that I like seafood. So they definitely brought that into play. Can you describe to Terp fans what kind of player you are on the court? Um, hard worker, very physical. You know, I like to play with my back to the basket and, um, I like to do a lot of different things. I'll drive from the elbow, but, you know, that's why when I'm coming in, I want to expand my game more so I can be able to make an even bigger impact and really help the team win. So do you kind of see yourself as really like, you know, a post, you know, kind of big body down low? Yeah, definitely. You know, just being real physical, a defensive anchor on both on the other end and just someone that you can throw the ball to anywhere on the post and they can go score. And, you know, last year you averaged 3.1 points and 2.5 rebounds in 13.1 minutes for Alabama. For you, you mentioned this a little bit. What do you want to improve on the most and, you know, develop in your game? Main things I really want to improve going into my last year is my ball handling and my shooting, just so, you know, I can be able to, you know, hopefully have an opportunity to play at the next level. And those are things that's very important at that level right now. So just putting the emphasis on that so I can be able to be prepared. So now we're, before we end, we're going to get into some rapid fire questions just so everyone can get to know you a little bit better. So first one, if you had to pick three words to describe yourself as a person, what would they be? Um, I'll say relaxed, um, goofy, and I don't know, country, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, did you grow up, like, what was the area like that you grew up in, in Mississippi? It's a small town, real, real small town. You know, I, I, 
went to school in Clinton, but I grew up in a smaller town called Lambert, Mississippi, and it's really small. And just moving the transition from going from that city to this city to Tuscaloosa to Maryland has just been been really good for me. Yeah, so there's a player on Maryland, Reese Mona, who uh, I did a whole story this past year. He like grew up on a farm, and so we were, you know, having a discussion when I was with him on the farm, like who on the Maryland team would be able to really like live out the farm life. Maybe like, and it, we were saying that like we don't think anyone could like survive a few days on the farm doing the work and stuff he does. So maybe you're a candidate for that. Yeah, I think I can make it out there. I got I got uncles and granddads. They got a lot of farms, so I definitely will make it out there with them. Uh, what, uh, what was, who's your basketball idol growing up or, you know, still today? Um, definitely LeBron, you know, that, that's kind of my generation, but I just really looked up to him growing up when I was a lot younger. And then I kind of started focusing more on guys who's in my position. Have you been watching the last dance at all? Absolutely. What are, what do you think about that? And just kind of seeing that different style of play back in the nineties. I, I think that, um, Michael just had a different mindset than everyone else, you know, he wanted to do whatever it, it took to win. Like, he didn't care who was his friend. He he was, like, the perfect example of what a leader is, you know, and what it takes to to get to a championship. So what is your uh, pregame routine? Well, I, I usually just listen to music, just lock in, honestly. Is there a go-to artist that you listen to? Mm, go-to artist. Probably J. Cole really helps me lock in. It's really inspiring music, so definitely him. And what gets you more hype during a game, a block or a dunk? Mm, Probably a big block. Definitely a big block. What's your favorite shoes to play in? Um, Probably Kyrie's, even though I roll my ankle in them a lot, but I still (laughs) don't wear them. And uh, what is your favorite TV show? What are you watching while, you know, stuck at home? My favorite TV show right now is probably Lost. But before that, I say it was Money Heist. My favorite movie is I Am Legend. All right. People have been telling me to watch Money Heist, so I might have to add that to the list. Oh, you already behind. You haven't watched it already. You got to go check that out. Uh, What's your favorite food? Um, Definitely soul food. Or seafood. I'll put seafood up there, too. It can be like 1A, 1B type thing. Can you cook at all, or? No. They kind of struggle to cook in the Maryland men's basketball uh, apartments, from what I've heard. We're going to be struggling, man. I can't do too much more. I I can do a little (laughs) breakfast. That's the most I can do. All right. Uh, And what is your favorite video game to play? I actually don't play video games, but I'm about to start back, so. It's definitely going to be 2K, though, once I start back. All right. 2K is a solid choice. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, played a sport other than basketball, what sport would it be? Mm. I guess I have to say, I say football just because I want to, I will want to try it, though. Did you, uh, usually, did... usually when someone asks me that, though, I say underwater table tennis, but I'm going to say um, I'm gonna <laughs> football today. <laughs> How does that even work? <laughs> um, that's for the people who play it to find out. Like <laughs> and so did you get a chance to go to, you know, any Alabama football games while you were there? Like, what was that oh, atmosphere like for you? It's crazy atmosphere. You know, it's 
really, really in tune with what's going on and just everyone locked in to the play. So it's just really exciting atmosphere. And one last question before we wrap up here. Do you have any hidden talents that uh, Turt fans should know about? Um, in talents. I'll say I'm able to remember songs pretty fast. I probably can listen to it like once and know the whole song once or twice and know the entire song. So I'll say that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to, you know, getting to know you more next season and uh, enjoy just, you know, soaking in the commitment and everything like that. We appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know it's probably a crazy day. Yeah, it has been, but I appreciate you guys for reaching out. All right. Thanks so much. All right, no problem. Yeah, and we're so thankful for, you know, having him come on. He just committed today. Love it when a player responds right away, so that was great. Thanks for coming on. Uh, if you guys want to stick around, Matt and I are just going to take a few minutes to talk about, you know, what Maryland's roster looks like right now. So you still have two open scholarship spots left, but this definitely helps with the front the front court depth down low. So you'll, you know, have Chol Mariel at 7-2 and, it's kind of uncertain where his health is going to be, and I think that's really going to depend on when the team can get back into the, f- the facilities and things like that. Um, and then, you know, you have the these two now transfers. Uh, it's uncertain whether uh, Jairus Hamilton will be eligible yet or not. Um, it seems like he, he had applied for a waiver uh, because of some family health stuff going on, so it does seem like he's a strong candidate for that. Um, and he's at 6'7". Um, isn't isn't like that much of, you know, a four or five, has more so played the three, but you could see Turgeon moving him in there. And then, uh, you know, you've Galen Smith at six, nine, and Dante Scott at six, eight. Um, do you, how do you feel about where the front court looks right now? Do you think they still need to add someone there? Or are you a bit more confident than you were maybe a few weeks ago or, you know, a month or two ago? Oh, definitely more confident in well than I was even yesterday or two days ago. Just adding an, an addition of, of a 6'9", 240-plus pound forward, that just helps tremendously. And I think that that's what they needed was just somebody who can come in and be a veteran guy, kind of lead with his experience on the floor and just have a big body inside because that's what they're missing. You know, Chol. Chol obviously seven two, but he's very skinny. He needs to work on that, getting much stronger this off season and remaining healthy. And if he can do that, then he'll see a lot more playing time. But other than that, Dante Scott, no way he could play the five. He's only six seven six eight, but he's also a strong guy that he he can play the power forward spot. I think he'll continue to start next season. And then they just had an absence kind of, of, of size. You know, when you lose Jalen Smith at 6'10", Josh Tamayic at 6'10", and then Makai and Mikel Mitchell both 6'10". Four guys out of the front court, plus Ricky Lindo, I think is 6'8". So you're pretty much losing all of that size that they had and going back down to kind of that small lineup that they kind of ran during the season, which still had Jalen Smith in there. So... I don't think that they – I think they'd be fine more so than they were a couple of days ago just because of who's returning with Wiggins, Ayala, Morcel, and Scott being kind of the focal point of the team. And I think that they'll be able to carry – or Wiggins should make a jump next season. Morcel is going to be a senior should – and Ayala being a junior, they'll be able to carry much of the scoring load. 
I think. And just having that extra piece of, of large size down low that can help space the floor, open things up for shooters like Wiggins and Ayala. So I, I think mean, it's a it's yeah. a big addition to the team. I mean, I figure you're going to have Maryland playing a very different style of basketball next year, you know? Absolutely, Because yeah. you don't have – your dominant player is not Jalen Smith down low. Um, well, you don't even have a, a dominant point guard, right. scorer, playmaker. And it might be Ayala. It might be one of these freshmen coming in. It's kind of unclear what that's going to look like. Um, but – I mean, I think you're really going to have a lot of play that focuses on, you know, the two to four position. Whereas last year, your key players are one and five. So I think you're just going to have a really, really different style of play for Maryland next year. And um, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, both these transfers you add, they're not, it's not like they're making a big jump up in conference, right? You know, you're going from the SEC and the ACC to the Big Ten. Now, you know, I would argue that the Big Ten was leaps and bounds better than both of those leagues last year, but it's not like you're coming from the Mountain West Conference or, you know, something like that where it's just not as as dominant and, you know, as talented of players. Um, I, I think that with Galen Smith, it's kind of hard to tell where he's at because, you know, he did only play 13 minutes last year. His stats weren't all that impressive just because he didn't, you know, have that time. And um, But he was a number 29 center and 274th player overall in the 2017 recruiting class. So I'm interested interested to see how Maryland develops him because maybe, you know, just wasn't a good fit with the Alabama staff. Yeah, I think that, you know, people say Turgeon's done a lot better of a job at developing point guards. And you can name just a few of even just a couple, Mello Trimble, Anthony Cowan. Um, but he's done a good job the last two to three seasons, even four seasons of Bruno Fernando and Jalen Smith. And that's what Galen Smith uh, hindered. And you look at a guy like Des Wells, too. Yeah. So even just Galen Smith hindering to those two guys, just saying, like, I saw them play, I saw them develop, I like the way they developed, you know, I want to kind of come in and do that. So I think that that he has room, obviously, if you look at the stats, he has room to develop, but just – Having that size, you know, that's a perfect... His body is a Big Ten size. Exactly. That is a perfect starting point to develop just a little more of of a shooting stroke or whatever it might be. I do... I mean, obviously, there are those two spots left. And I do think it is important for Maryland to still take... um, Get another guy down low just because we don't really know what's going to be going on with Mariel's health and just... You know, because, again, when you transfer and, you know, it's a guy who wasn't playing as many minutes, there's still that, you know, questionability level there. You don't really know what you're going to get. And I guess that's true of any player. But right now, they're looking at two guys in terms of having them reclassify from a 2021 class to 2020. Um, You have Frank Ketnag. um, And then you also have a five. And he was a four-star prospect. And then you also have Efton Reed, who is a 6'11", five-star He's a number 22 player on the 24-7 sports composite, um, and he has been speaking with the staff about the possibility of moving up uh, to the 2020 class per 24-7 sports. Um, he's being sought after by a ton of programs, but he has been speaking with the staff, and Maryland has offered both of those guys, so those could be interesting. And then another interesting option that has popped up in terms of transfers as well is uh, Maryland reached out also per 24-7 to Stony Brook wing guard Andrew Garcia, 
who is a six foot five grad transfer who averaged 13.4 points and 6.7 rebounds. Now, I don't think 6'5 is what you need right now, unless he is a guard who can really play the point guard position, but it says he's more of a wing guard. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of really good point guard options right now, and it seems like they're settled on having Eric Ayala play the one with a combination of those freshman point guards coming in. So I still think a big priority here with these two scholarship spots is to have at least one of them be a guy who's at least 6'9 or 6'10. Yeah, I think that's the the missing. If there's anything still missing, it's that solid player that you can count on. Not so much the Chol Mario that we don't really know. There's a lot of question marks at seven foot two and just being injury prone and things like that. But if you bring in a guy that you can trust with that size, that's definitely something that I think they should continue to look for. And I think it's just going to be very interesting, the outlook of the Big Ten, right? Next season, you just had no jelly. Sir and say that he is going to be transferring uh, in the portal. We don't know where he's going to be going yet. You have so many players who have opted to go to the league or graduated. Um, Matt Harms is out. So I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think I was a bit pessimistic in terms of Maryland's roster this offseason, just because it seemed like they were striking out on a lot of recruits. But, you know, if Galen Smith can turn out to really be more than what the numbers suggest and they can get one of these guys to reclassify, I think they do have a chance to be able to compete, especially just because the Big Ten looks so different. I mean, yeah, you talk about big guys leaving and the potential of Kofi Coburn leaving Illinois, obviously Purdue, and you have John Teske leaving Michigan. Um, I mean, there's just so many. So, like, having the loss of Jalen Smith and obviously him being the the one or two guy on the team last season, um, but even just losing the other guys that you had, the Mitchell twins and, and Tamayich and Lindo, I don't think, based on how other teams are losing players as well, it's not that bad of of a roster difference compared to what it'll be next year just because they are still bringing in a 6'9 forward. They're still going to look to bring in somebody else, but other teams are also losing that height. So I think it, it'll, it'll change a lot of how Big Ten basketball is played because this season it was, in my opinion, no doubt the best conference in basketball by far. Uh, every game seemed to just come down to the wire and just have so many close games. And then towards the end of the season, you started to see teams get road wins, and early on it wasn't so much like that. But it was just so competitive this year. And, and like a team like Minnesota, who has a lottery pick in Daniel Oturu, him leaving as well, a big guy. But a team like that to finish in the bottom couple teams, bottom three or four teams of the, of the Big Ten is just, just shows kind of what conference it was last year. Um, I think with all this height being lost by all these teams, it's going to become more of a small ball played conference. And I'm very intrigued to see kind of how that plays out for all the 14 teams. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And one player I did forgot to mention, a 6'11 center from Poland who Maryland has been talking to on Zoom. It's unclear whether they have offered him yet. His name is Seizman Zapola. Um, he's from Poland, um, was with a Polish Federation basketball school where he averaged 17 points, 12.3 rebounds, and 2.2 blocks last season. And then he was in the FIBA European Championship where he averaged 7.5 points and 5.1 rebounds. Um, and so 
I wonder if they're still going to be going after him, if they'll even offer him now with uh, getting Galen Smith on board. But I think the ideal situation for Maryland right now, like we mentioned, is to get one of those 2021 guys to reclassify. And um, I, I think you are going to see a big jump from Aaron Wiggins and Eric Ayala and Darren Morsell next year, Dante Dante Scott. And, you know, if Chol Mariel does, I've heard really good things about what Chol Mariel looks like when he had those spurts, when those first few weeks back when he was really looking like himself in practice before he started kind of hurting his back and some other things again, you know, you were hearing a lot of buzz. So I think that this roster could, it's just a huge mystery, right? Like, I feel like they could be really bad or, you know, they could do decently well and still be in a good position for the Big Ten. It's really just hard to say right now. I think they're they're in a, a good position from where they were just a couple weeks ago, um, when you had you had Lindo transferring and then you had Jalen Smith going to the league in I think the same week, uh, and that kind of brought a lot of question marks to fans and and just college basketball in general. Like who are they going to bring in to replace these guys? And they have one piece now that I think has a lot of just a lot of size that can develop and work really well into the system because that's what they needed. They needed a piece like that. Uh, And even if they can go out and get another would be even better for them. So thank you for joining us on this edition of the outtakes podcast. We thank Galen Smith for coming on the new commit for the Maryland men's basketball team. And we'll have all of the coverage on Testudo times. We thank you for joining us.